Hi, everyone. Welcome back to episode six of From A to Z with Aussies. Uh, unfortunately, this week we're looking at an episode without Aussies. Uh, my guy's too busy with exams, apparently, and doesn't have uh, time to do this. So my responsibility for the week is uh, filming this, uh, recording this next podcast. And honestly, I'm kind of honored to have the chance to introduce this next guest, someone I've been hyping up to people around me for years and he's kind of finally being recognized by like my close friends and that's kind of fucking great he's been a huge force in like getting this podcast started and getting it going um i'm glad to introduce my flatmate and brother salim khattab welcome to the show man <laughs> all right so let me um, just introduce myself real quick my name yeah. is uh salim for a bit of context i'm three years younger than you so i'm 19 and you should be 22 by now 22, if i'm not mistaken sir. Yes, sir. Uh, and going back to the whole being flat flatmates thing, I've always dreamt of that and never thought it was going to happen. So I couldn't be any happier that we're actually living together now. I mean, I, not currently because yeah, I managed to get back, back home in, for a winter break. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I in the grand scheme of things, we're living together. In the grand scheme of things, that's been great. I mean, because I remember the, the first time I got to have my own room because you and I used to be roommates forever growing up um and i honestly i couldn't wait i, I couldn't wait uh to, to get away from you bro i wanted my own room growing up so bad um but moving to london and like living alone for a couple of years most of this year as well i really missed having someone around and uh you know that that like daily type of support like i have a big thing that's uh i study my room and every time i come out of my room i try and like have a different thought or topic or something that i want to like mention to city and he always gives me his commentary on it he makes every day interesting and um and that's kind of like what's been the best thing about it like that sort of company that i didn't have so i haven't had that for the last month since you've been gone man i'm not gonna lie like my thoughts go nowhere and uh <laughs> yeah sam i've been missing out on so many useless daily conversations that go right? absolutely nowhere but exactly it is what it is it is what it is um but i mean looking at the day i don't know i don't have too many things going on it's new year's it's january 1st today happy new year's to everyone who's listening happy new year's to you uh my guy you were what you and Fadia celebrated last night not too much of a thing covid times no one's supposed to be partying really um but i saw i saw some parties yesterday breaking all kinds of rules man uh i saw i saw like 15 people get into an elevator uh <laughs> going up to a new year's party i really wanted to join in but i mean covid we're not, we're not doing that kind of stuff um but i'm not huge on new years people are big they make resolutions they try and make changes with their lives they think or they think to themselves you know new year new me um i don't know i've never been big on resolutions myself um, i was thinking about this yesterday uh i'm not big on new years but around like midnight really i got out on the balcony and the the, the energy was insane you know what i'm saying people yelling, yelling in the streets people on our neighbors on balconies fireworks going on on in all different directions. And uh, I was looking at a couple of these fireworks that were felt dangerously close. And at some point, I'm, I'm not going to you, I did feel kind of lightheaded. I, I did feel like I was, I was taking in some firework fumes for sure. Um, and so I kind of, for a second there, I kind of got what, what new year's is to people. I think they just get high off fumes and think, okay, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to go to the gym and it's going to stick this time. <laughs> but I, I don't know, bro. Like people get kind of delusional around new year's. Uh, but you know, power to you. You want to make some changes with your new year? Do that. Definitely take uh, a different mindset, a different outlook, a different uh, work ethic. And something that I like, I'm glad you're on the pod today to talk about um, a ton of stuff. But one thing that I do want to bring into this eventually is like, 
you're my little brother, but I've always, I, I've always kind of looked at you as uh, an equal. You know what I'm saying? Like there wasn't the whole uh, tribalism of age thing. Like it was, it was cool. You, you could be friends with my friends. You could be friends with yours. Like the three years age difference didn't really matter. Um, and so I looked up to you in like a, a, lo- a lot of different ways and, and your work ethic and, and your drive, I would say, has been a thing that I've like massively looked at, like, like paid attention to throughout the last few years. And there's a couple things about the last few years of life that I do want to ask you about today, because I think there, it's been an interesting track. It's been an interesting uh, last couple of years for you. Um, so I don't know. I don't know where you want to where, where we want to start with this. If you've got a jumping off point for me. Okay, so I'll have to take it pretty far back, but growing up in the Middle East, more precisely Abu Dhabi, everyone has this linear image of how their first... Their life's supposed to... At least the first first stage years, let's say. Like the first stage of your life, right? Like education. You go to school, uh, then you definitely go to university. That's Mm -hmm. not even a choice. That's Mm -hmm. just a given. And probably gone to study a master's degree, maybe a PhD, but I mean... Up to the bachelor's degree, your life is mapped out for you. Entirely, right? It's a, it's a one-track mind for like 22 years, really. There is um, no path to pave. Everything's yeah. said and done. It's, it's, but, but one thing I think that um, a lot of people growing up, like people from our backgrounds growing up in the Middle East, don't, I think, realize is the flexibility that we still in us. It, that does still afford us a decent amount of flexibility. You get what I'm saying? Like the fact that we still have a track and we're going to go down this conventional life path, I suppose, at least for the beginning of our lives. Still, I mean, it could lead you all kinds of places. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's something that I feel, for example, I never fully appreciated. Um, I looked at that path that's like pre-established for us or whatever and thought, I, I, don't, I don't like it. You get what I'm saying? You, 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 didn't, you never really liked the idea of that shit being like pre-lined up for you. Um, you got what I'm saying? Yeah, I actually totally agree with you because... We consider it conventional, but I mean, our horizons are super broad. We get to look at universities in the States, London, or the UK in general, actually, or the French system, mm. or stay in the Middle East. So or, yeah, we have so many choices to, to pick from. So the, I mean, it is conventional to us, but not it's not a given. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I just think people, people in that situation just kind of should reconsider like the, the freedom that they kind of do have in the choice of what they want to do. Um, but one thing is, despite me thinking that I don't like that track, um, I won't lie to you. I feel so blessed that like I, I did the full track and I didn't have any hiccups in between. You know what I'm saying? Like after I left, after I graduated high school, I didn't get the grades that I wanted to get um, to get into the to the universities that I wanted to. So essentially, mids, it came around midsummer and I still didn't know where I was going to go. And that was a very stressful feeling you get what i'm saying like i I can see all my friends prepping to go to other countries applying for visas and all that kind of stuff and i'm just here missing like wishing that i was on that same track that i'd been on for like the last 18 years of my life and in that moment i was freaking out for the first time that i found myself without a pre-established plan and i was quote unquote on my own making my own decisions that was a really stressful moment man um, but I wanted to like ask you specifically about, I was mentioning the last two years of your life really, um, because your track post high school has been very different like mine or sales or Aziz's or, or a lot of the people that I know. Um, and so you've had a very different post high school experience. And I'd love it if you would comment on that. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm pretty sure there's people out there who have had or are thinking of having a similar, a similar choice. 
and uh i think you could you could uh jump with a couple definitely definitely i mean i never thought i'd i was going to go down that track but i mean that's what happened so 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 uh, say for the people like what what happened in my last year of high school so how it works when you're in the french system applying to uk universities is you apply with predictive uh predictive grades yeah I and mean, for one reason or another i didn't have the predicted grades that i was that i wanted and uh, ended up getting rejected from the top universities i was aiming for mm. but the thing is, is is that i graduated with with honors got the grades i wanted and better mm. so I told myself okay well everything is still in sight i could still aim for all of these uh so i had a choice to make either to settle for something i wasn't truly happy with or take a leap of faith and just take the year off mm-hmm. and reapply to all the ones I wanted and hope for the best. So end of summer, I go back home to Abu Dhabi and that's when reality hits. All my friends are leaving. I'm left on my own in Abu Dhabi, which yeah. is a great place to be, but not on your own. Not that's on your one own, thing yeah. I noticed. That's something a lot of people notice, by the way. Like people don't like really? being in Abu Dhabi yeah. on their own, actually. I don't, I don't personally, but I'm pretty sure this my friends as well, like probably think that too. It's not a great yeah. place to be on your own. It, I mean, it is in some ways, not in others. But anyways, September 2019 hits and I'm left at home thinking, okay, what the fuck am I going to do for the next year of my life mm. uh, that I just have to f- fill with anything that would look good on a CV yeah. and stay sane. The stay sane uh, part is the thing that I never <laughs> really considered, right? Because, I mean, anyone who... See, this, this is why I wanted to talk about this, right? Like, coming from our backgrounds, the, the, the set track that we have is graduate high school, we go straight to university, right? Like, there is no in-between step. And gap years are kind of frowned upon, in in a lot of in a lot of situations like you, you could tell your parents you want to take a gap year and they'd be like no like what are you gonna do with your gap year anyway you know what i'm saying like probably laugh it off exactly they'd laugh it off and just go not nah, dude like find find a college go somewhere um i could honestly say that these first three months up to the end of december uh when i sent out all my applications were the hardest three months of my life shit See, see, the uh, thing about having your grades is that, like, people would think having those kinds of grades would afford you the uh, the comfort of like a comfort of knowledge that you know you're gonna get in. It's cool, but like, how how do you stay with that feeling of of again reapplying and and not knowing, not really not knowing? Like, you know, you have the appropriate grades to get into these places, but like, how do you deal with like the thought of thinking maybe maybe I won't still for another year, another time, you try it again. How, how is that? Absolutely nothing's a given. You can't take anything mm-hmm. for granted. And uh, once you decide to take a gap year and reapply, the stakes are so much higher and there's so much pressure put on you because, well, you take one gap year, hope for the best. But I mean, oh, if the best if? doesn't work out, there what is if? no mm. third chance. Yeah, so. yeah, there's no fallback plan after. A, like, like, what's the other thing you can do after a gap year if you don't get into the places you want to get into, right? I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, like a I, second gap year wouldn't be a, a great yeah, that's, start. That's so year. not an option. That's it's <laughs> not even viable. Uh, to to you know, people of our background or anywhere really. I don't know. Like two years off is like a. It's a different thing. I don't know why it's like it's always limited to a a year. No, actually, that makes a lot of sense. People shouldn't be wasting their time like that. Um, but see, I wanted to ask you if like going into that decision, right? Like you got those grades, you didn't get to the schools that you wanted. 
and all of a sudden right like this is is it's a bad time for you to got to make some re- reconsider some different things you you said you're gonna either settle or take a leap of faith was that did you feel like coming from the back coming from the background that we come from or or not right did you feel like that was a difficult decision for yourself uh not at all i mean it was never really a, there was never really a choice to be made i knew that i wouldn't settle and yeah we're very lucky to have super supportive parents yes, uh, that absolutely. would back whatever choices we decide to make. Yep. So they were they made me feel comfortable enough to know that I can do this without having to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. So it was an easy choice to make. So the choice was easy to make, but everything yep. that followed was like the whole year that followed was was the challenge really it's that was the, the challenge <laughs> the following it's, through yeah it was unlike anything i expected to be honest mm. but like uh, you, so you the, still find you've found things good good things to do with your time i think at least from my perspective that's the way i saw it um because like i know i wouldn't have been able to line up interesting and valuable experiences during my gap year but i was always surprised by like how quickly you would lined up at least how quickly you had projected the next year to go. Um, and I mean, how unexpectedly it just really didn't go that way, but like, <laughs> what, what did you, what did you, um, so, so how did you go about making that kind of Like, what did you come up with right for a gap year? And how, how was that? Luckily I managed to, to land two internships that I'm super grateful for, yeah. um, that I'm not going to talk about cause they were super uneventful. Still internships. That I, experience. I had to get them out of the way. Yeah. Uh, so did that. That was while I was doing my ap- applications. Uh, so that was a part of the three months that I dreaded the most. Oh, okay. Once everything was sent out, all that weight was lifted off my shoulder and I could finally just live as corny as that sounds. Oh, wait, after you applied? Um, after I applied. So mm. as soon as I sent all my applications. Because yeah. then you kind of just put it in their hands, right? Like exactly. that's it. You, you know, don't have any agency anymore, done. right? Yeah, yeah. The thing for that first couple, three months is, you know, when you're just anxious mm. and uh, no matter what you do, you, you can never take a break because you always feel like there's something more you could do. Yeah, you so feel you that just, guilt of like not getting... You feel that guilt of, okay, why should I get yep. seven hours of sleep right mm. now if I could still be if working I, on this? Yeah, I could get six and like get another more hour work done. I, see, I don't have that mindset. See, that's the difference between you. <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference between you and me. I, I, I look at the time, I'm like, I'll get 10 hours of sleep, bro. I, I need my, my beauty sleep, bro. Oh, okay. Like, I feel like that's the, the kind of guilt that you get is, is mostly post high school life. And I had university life post high school. And so that was pressure in itself, but you had a different kind of thing, right? Like, so when you got those first three months, those tougher three months out of the way, like what, what how did you move forward after you got those applications out of the way? It's in their hands. You can't really do anything else about it. You've got another four or five months to wait for answers. How'd you deal with that? As soon as I got the applications out of the way and as corny as I said it is, I could actually start living. Yep. Beginning of February, I got the chance to fulfill what I'd say was, wow, that's super corny. One of my dreams <laughs> yep. uh, to go to Peru. So I went to Peru for six weeks on a volunteer trip, which is for anyone that's ever been on a volunteer trip, basically a <laughs> six-week holiday. It's all in its lie. vacation, man. Let's not. Uh, was it four hours of work? That's what you did a day? It's four hours of work a day, 20 <laughs> hours to <laughs> do nice. your thing. Nice. But one thing, I, as amazing as that trip was, one thing I learned from it was that 
no matter how far you go, no matter what you're doing, mm-hmm. if you're still anxious or if you're not happy, yeah. if you're uncertain about your future and just aren't in a good place, you just can't escape it. You can't really appreciate As the things you're doing, can you? You really can't. Um, you can distract yourself for a while. Mm, you can distraction. Distraction always works. Keep yourself you know? busy, but, but I mean, you really can't do that for 24 hours straight. So exactly. You'd be having fun for a couple hours, and then that hour of downtime hits, and the worst. It's the only one that matters in the day, right? Like left there with your with your thoughts. Ah, nah. I get you. I get you. Like I haven't struggle with anxiety anxiety per se i wouldn't call it anxiety just because i i wouldn't really recognize what that is no one's ever told me that that what i felt in this moment was anxiety and so i could recognize that but like this year for example has been a whole different level of uh stress i i suppose and so i i guess i'm characterizing it as anxiety and i mean yeah yeah i totally get what you're saying is like not being able to appreciate what you're in you know like i i was going through in in theory great moments at the end of this year you and i living together i was with two of my best friends i got to reunite with them i was having a great time with people and myself and generally but i i there was this looming thing right like back back of your head that just won't let you Mm -hmm. go right like Mm -hmm. you'll spend four hours of fun you'll go out you'll do whatever you'll have conversations you could do a full day you could really feel like you've been through a full day of feeling perfectly good and content and then end of the day right under the shower i have that one thought that's like fuck i didn't put the work in i never knew how bad it was until Mm. i went through my my spotify and looked back at these old players yeah wow that was actually what i was listening to or the books i was reading i I Mm. remember reading a 300 page book about existentialism so damn i that is a heavy reading <laughs> right there damn. I, I mean, uh, that kind of says something about the place you're in yeah no it really does it really does like um if if i i i think of this as like a pretty cool exercise right like um my playlists on spotify are mostly summations of like a moment of my in my life stuff like that you get what i'm saying it's kind of fucking corny still but that's like what my spotify playlists are like if you go back and like check out the movies you were watching at a certain point or the music or the books you were reading or whatever, you can kind of really trace how you're really feeling. You get what I mean? Like you could consider a six months period where you were doing this cool project or whatever. Go check out where you were like entertaining, what your entertainment was during that time. And you'll kind of realize mm-hmm. like what you actually were feeling that whole time. And it's, it's, you're, you'd be surprised. I'd say you'd be surprised. Like I go back and listen to my SoundCloud. I haven't touched my SoundCloud in like six years right so my soundcloud exists as like a time capsule of what i felt like for two years and it's great it's great to go through and reminisce on these moments but you realize like my soundcloud's mainly like restrained to the last couple years of my high school and i've mentioned this before i got broken up with in my senior year so it's a pretty (laughs) shitty time so a lot of my soundcloud is like really depressing and it's it's kind of fucking sad but that's kind of cool i really like that i think uh, there's a I think I saw this line in a movie once. I'm about to get fake deep right now. I don't care. Um, that's what you do best. Go for it. That's what I do best, bro. I mean, got 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 to let it shine for a minute. <laughs> for a minute. I think I think I, I saw this in a. This is a line in a movie once. Begin again, and they say something like, um, "There's nothing like more intimate or like more personal, really, than like seeing like what kind of music someone has on their phone." 
you know what I'm saying? Like in terms of playlists or whatever. Wow. And I still, I still, I still think that stands. I still think that like, for example, if someone were able to go through my private playlists on Spotify, they'd realize how fucking sad I was at the time. You know what I'm saying? Not that it's, not that it's like real in any kind of sense, not that it is really intimate, but I just mean like, it's a facet of yourself that you don't show people that like, if they do get to listen to the stuff that you listen to on, I don't know, December, 2017, they'd get how you felt back then. And I think that's, I don't know, in whatever fake, deep fuckboy kind of way, that's kind of cool. I think that's kind yeah, of interesting. Fuckboy, fuckboy. That's yeah, exactly no, where I definitely. wanted to take this. Because yeah. I mean, we can, <laughs> oh, come on. We, can, we can both totally oh. agree that we completely milk the idea of the intimacy of a playlist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Man. I mean, at least in my case, with pretty much every single girl I've talked to, not going to lie. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm about to put you on blast. I still have a... A playlist on my spotify that you made and it's called 4m and i have no idea who m is uh but like that's still there bro <laughs> that's like you that's such a thing i've made a cd once before like i burned a cd um with like a list of songs on it as if that was a fucking play that was probably my corniest play i've ever made and uh are you never... sure though because I've, I've seen some bad okay. ones. oh you oh you've seen it you've seen oh you've seen a gem actually you've seen something pro- no one else is ever gonna see um because i i made this kind of like like three-day diary vlog type thing for uh one of my girlfriends once and it, it, i really put an effort into it right like i carried around a camera for three days and i was filming and and really put, put effort into this edit it add music had a whole narrative going on or whatever and uh a couple of years ago Sadim tells me he stumbled upon it on on my old laptop which i had given to him and he said he went through the first 30 seconds, realized what it was, and just turned it off, which I massively respect, man. Thank you. Like, if anyone saw that shit, that would be, like, some of the most embarrassing moves um, I've ever made. The CDs one, and that, but that vlog is most definitely the most embarrassing thing I've ever done to try and get with someone. Um, I mean, we were already together, but, like, still, simpy as hell. 2016 simp, 2015 simp, really. Okay, New Year, honestly, 2021, aren't yeah. you so over grand gestures? Oh my god, I've been, uh, okay, actually, hell yeah, I'm gonna say, hell yeah, 2021, 20, I'm done with grand gestures, but I've been done with grand gestures for a while, I totally get what you're saying, no, same, I don't understand same. them, like, I don't get them, uh, Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day is not my vibe, I don't get it, like, what, what, what the fuck am I supposed to do for you on Valentine's Day, right, like, if pr- proposals now, I think are kind of corny, right, like, they're cute, if I look at, like, 16-year-olds, proposing to prom that's cute that's a cute video to see but like imagine you being that 16 year old proposing to someone that's whack bro like no that's the thing okay i totally get them but i mean i feel like i got past the first year of a relationship where you have to not put up a front but be your best self yeah 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 uh, celebrate milestones stuff like like celebrate person- short-term milestones like four months Okay, no, no, I've never done that. That's too. No, no, no. <laughs> really? No. I mean, people, I, I've, people I've do the first month day one, their... and I still do. <laughs> no, but like people uh, do the like first month of their anniversary and stuff like that. But yeah, no. Anyway. But I'm so past that. I get it. Like uh, I the fully first get year it. of mm. big gestures feels like a big gestures. Mm. Uh, establishing the relationship. Oh, this this sounds moves. so bad, but I mean, making sure uh, you give the other person great memories of with you or yeah, of you. Yeah, and and uh, like. I don't know. I feel I'm not gonna lie. Like a big thing about grand gestures and why I've never felt they were necessary 
um, I always saw grand gestures as, I mean, I, I guess that's the point of them, right? Is like a show of affection, uh, like a big one, a show of interest, of care, of investment. It's a whole thing. Like you, you, you do a big move for someone, you're showing that you give a shit about them, right? Like I wouldn't do a big move for someone who I wouldn't give a shit about. But my point is, I don't think you need to be making extravagant fucking things for someone to understand that you appreciate them more than anyone. Like, I don't get it. Like, of course it's fucking nice, right? Like every once in a while, if it's, it's a birthday, if it's an anniversary, if it's whatever, I'm not going to start calling out things where people can celebrate, celebrate whenever you like, but I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't never got the continuous need for like big validation, right? Like, I love you. That's the point. That's adorable. (laughs) 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 Oh, what an asshole, bro. Uh, But I mean, yeah, no, you like, I I think, I think you're getting what I'm saying, right? Like you said, you got past the first year stage of your relationship and you kind of like settle into like normalcy. And another thing is that I feel like for the first year, Mm. these grand gestures are supposed to compensate for you being a bit of an asshole, really. Not not a great boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like now it's more about just being consistently a decent person and letting go of these grand gestures that are just all right. kind of a facade right exactly like it, like the thing about grand gestures is that besides them being just just extravagant showy moves some people kind of want to recognize them as no like like genuine necessary shows of affection that they want you get what i mean like there's people out there who, who want who require the grand gestures and i'm not putting anyone on blast honestly like people have different needs and uh people who are with them have to satisfy them and how to satisfy them in different ways um but like there's people out there who need grand gestures and i'm not gonna lie to you don't come my way <laughs> i can't offer like i'm not offering it's I, I i i just don't get it it's like it's it's a needy part of a relationship that i don't feel i enjoy Shit, I mean, bro, I'm getting can- I'm so, on no blast. one's getting with me after <laughs> we're, we're definitely self-incriminating ourselves uh, right now. Like this I'm is gonna horrible. put myself on blast. Go, please and, back uh, me up here. <laughs> I mean, I I hope that I'm not the only one who's ever had this thought, but I mean mm. during that first year, whenever I whenever I'd make these grand gestures, not even at the back of my mind, because I mean that was one of the first things I was thinking about was mm. uh whenever I'd make these grand gestures, make sure they're grand enough or amazing enough <laughs> so that other people would notice, other girls would notice so uh, that Oh, you're playing other people. <laughs> <laughs> if shit ever hit the fan, someone else is lined up. up. Yeah, my God. Actually, I really get that. And by the way, I do feel like that's a thing guys do all the time. Like I feel like super guys scummy, flex super it, scummy. It's super it, it is super scummy, but I feel like you know when you see dudes flexing them in a relationship at like a house mm-hmm. party right like them flexing that sometimes you're like i don't know who you're trying to play right now like are you fucking with your girlfriend or are you fucking with everyone besides your girlfriend <laughs> you know that's all types of why because i'm gonna put this out there i'm super against pda oh yeah i i get that i get that i i'm, I'm personally uncomfortable content. um wait then are you against pda as in you don't want to see it or you don't want to do it no, I don't want to do it because if whenever I'm, or I mean, hopefully not doing it, but I mean, in a situation where I could be doing it, I just feel uncomfortable being the person 
that is this asshole that's ah uh, you think you're making it awkward lovey-dovey. for other people right but like i think there's i think I mean, there's degrees that to it, right because like pda yeah, i've seen is. some i've seen some some heavy pda which uh i'm, I'm so i, I mean I, i've been in that situation and I yeah, like like it's uncomfortable <laughs> oh you've been that person i've been that person too uh <laughs> i've been that person too in like many situations and i think it's super embarrassing like i i not that i regret putting myself in those situations but like um i do <laughs> kind of like i i wish people weren't checking me out doing all this um so i don't know uh, but honestly like me seeing pda has always been like kind of uncomfortable bro i'm like get a room uh I like mean, i like i don't mind seeing like it. I, I don't i don't mind seeing most of it. like it like you know, nice little scenic bit right there. We're going to make out but Riverside. Hell yeah. You know, do your thing. But like, I don't know, bro. Some people be taking it way too far in like uh, areas that are way too public. And I'm not even going to mention what I'm talking about because. Yeah, that's just. Some people just don't know the, the balance, right? Like they, disrespectful, they need disrespectful. But, uh, bro. I mean, if I'm the one looking at people being all lovey-dovey yeah or i mean that's putting it nicely <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I usually have the the mindset of all right i'm sure he's having a great time she's having a great time so just let him be mm. which kind of goes back to the no i'm not even gonna say this bros before hoes say bros before what about it because <laughs> I, um, I, I i don't know my thoughts i actually bros before hoes. Let's, not on, fuck, let's not fuck around bros before ho- anyone right. who says bros before hoes yeah has probably never been with a girl i get that <laughs> i totally get that but i will very proudly say bros before hoes and that's not just a consideration that's like the boys before hoes right like that's not it it's just like the this the the concept of bros before hoes is just like i won't drop the real ones for no i i do like you the, know i like i like the thought I but like, like the, people who say like bros before hoes unironically and are like oh yeah i'm gonna hang Take with my bros even though i could i could definitely bag a chick tonight but not bros first whack whack no, that's the thing because i mean if i could be playing fifa with the homies right now <laughs> okay no i feel that or I feel that. <laughs> but but i'm saying like what if it's like going out with the boys right it's a party right like what about house parties oh wait i want to ask you right because PDA, I've gone to encounter a lot of it uh, here in London, because in Abu Dhabi, you can't be making out in public. You, you want to get arrested? You want to get kicked out? You start, make, you start fucking people in public, right? Like, don't, don't mess around in Abu Dhabi. I mean, we're uh, not going to get into it, but I mean... You, what you talking about you right now, bro? You don't. know a thing or two about no, it. No. <laughs> my guy, my guy, tone it down, okay? <laughs> it's not happening. Uh, <laughs> um but like uh, i'm talking um so not too many places to see pda in abu Dhabi, but in abu Dhabi, the place mm-hmm. where you would get to see people like making out with each other i mean if that's what you want to be looking at um is house parties and house parties are a whole fucking scene in abu Dhabi, like super particular because obviously like that's if if you're i mean anyone really going through like the the last few years of your high school it's gonna be it's it's parties are gonna be involved you're gonna have to be at them and you're going to have to figure out that whole scene. Abu Dhabi is like a super specific scene. Um, That's but something I, I miss. wish everyone could experience. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. No, uh, no, that house party energy uh, is like something people really do need. No, not just house party energy, but Abu Dhabi house party. Okay. Okay. I feel like, I, I, have you ever had uh, police show up at a party? Yeah. Did you, did, were you one mean, of those people? Did you run? I mean, yeah. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never actually seen the cops. I've just sure. heard that they're ah, okay, okay. on yeah, their yeah. way or they're at the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, let's uh, go back door right now. Oh, no, no. Yeah, 
no not way. a part of this no way no way what it well I, uh, I don't need to know what happens i don't want to know what happens but like such a specific scene of blubby right like it's super specific because i mean i think i can say that it's a pretty strict religious country works where people are expected to adhere by muslim rules you can't find pork for example in the on the open and in, in supermarkets you got to go to the pork section you can't really buy booze openly either like there's no sainsbury's or tesco that sell that kind of stuff it's like i mean it's it's like properly a muslim country so it's like parties included alcohol um so that was always a risky thing even if you were just adam like if the cops were going to show up you'd have to fucking run and i don't know that was that's the thing i feel like people should definitely experience um yeah, but so i think another thing people should definitely experience is trying to get booze in obolobi because that's that's a challenge for everyone growing up so one, the thing we had here was uh we'd have a milkman so it was see i've never i've never heard on. of milkman <laughs> milkman uh I, okay some people would have big ideas go by the booze themselves sure that was nice we all looked like <laughs> like old boys and that was that's generous and that's when 15 uh, year olds actually looked like 15 year olds so yeah i mean if you're a guy you can't really escape it can you what do you mean the looking like a 15 year old I mean, okay, yeah, fair enough, fair enough, yeah, fair enough. But I'm, I mean, I mean, look at, look at today, bro. I can't, I can't use TikTok. Like, I can't use TikTok. I feel, I feel bad doing it, bro. Like, at some point, I could just be scrolling and be like, yo, that shit kind of bad. <laughs> Hit that account, and then I see that 17 number, and I'm like, Oof, I can't, I can't be interacting with this. I'm off that app, bro. Like, I can't. So that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, you still look pretty young. 15 year olds look like 15 year olds. Whatever. Um. No fake IDs. That wasn't a move, obviously. Nah, so we'd have a milkman, mm. which was basically this guy you'd hit up, usually on WhatsApp, because, I mean, phone calls can always be traced or whatever. So <laughs> you'd hit him up on WhatsApp and just ask him to buy you whatever you need and send him your location. He shows up. It's usually two guys in this small Nissan Sunny. Yeah. Uh, slightly rolls down the window, <laughs> gives you the small black sealed bag. Like give him the cash it's a quick 30 second interaction not a single word to be said that's like buying drugs that's that's like that's the that's the same kind of experience of like buying drugs anywhere else bro that's that's what that's the shit you have to go through in obolobi to get your booze man it, it's honestly a thrill <laughs> it is a thrill right like like a sec. uh okay going back to going back to the whole house party thing mm. in in general not just obolobi yeah that's something i was telling you last night i think because we were talking about how what? 2020 wasn't the most mm. eventful year when mm. it comes to nightlife and all and how we kind of miss house parties, not going to lie. Yeah. Wouldn't lie about this. We just miss house yeah, parties. Yeah, we just do. Uh, <laughs> I was telling you how house parties are kind of like attraction parks for grown-ups. Yeah. Because uh, you walk in, you have all types of different sections mm. with different vibes, different people to chill with, different yeah. people to talk to. Yeah. I mean, different people to do whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Move on, move on. Uh, <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> so uh, it's basically just a bunch of attractions, and you get to and you pick get to which pick one, one. You want to yeah. ride on. Yeah, I, I think it's wow. Great. That came out so bad. <laughs> yeah, you which okay. which one you want to ride on? <laughs> which attraction do you want to ride, bro? bro. Um, uh, which one you want? Which ride? one you want to partake in? I do get that. I fully you get, get to that. choose whether you want to be there for uh-huh. a minute, for an hour. Yeah, for half yeah. An hour. It's like big variety. Uh, you get to pick and choose your experience when you're from out. one to the other. 
Yeah, it's kind no, of insane, just, man. I, I like, really miss them. House parties, people sh- like should miss, rightfully so. Like, like it's it's a great vibe to be in, and I love that whole you get to pick where what space you want to be in. Because, like for example, if you go clubbing, which also, I'm not a big clubbing person. I don't dance, but I miss clubbing. Like I love, I miss the whole energy of going clubbing with people and seeing everyone there and people enjoying themselves and everything. But like when you're at a club, right? It's loud everywhere. Everyone's just dancing. It doesn't have that same variety of choice, really. You go to a house party, you've got the people who are hogging the speaker, blasting all kinds of reggaeton and stuff, um, or at least they have for the last couple of years. Last couple of years been, uh, you know, not my favorites. Um, you got the people hogging the speakers. You're going to get uh, the people who were doing beer pong all night long. That's a thing. There will be a community of people around that table who will not leave it for the entire time. Uh, what else is there? What's what's Abu Dhabi? It sounds like though? such a drag. It, 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 it like what do you mean the beer pong one? Yeah. <laughs> what? I love the beer pong table, dude. That that game's fun as hell. It's like that's a fifteen minute stop type of thing. Yeah, I, it it definitely is. It's the kind of place you like go in for two games to like bash on one of your friends or someone who like, you know, uh, who's got beef. Instead of stepping outside, you you go to that beer pong <laughs> table and you you really play a real man's game, right? Uh, beer pong table is like one of my favorite places, man. It's it's a fun ass game, and I like like generally I just like games, right? Like if we're gonna do fucking card games for an entire night or board games or what, I like that kind of stuff. So like beer pong is like such a great niche because it's like the get turned, but also just indulging. We're, like, we're also just playing a game. You feel it's like it's a very uh, healthy exercise that we're doing right now um but what other what other okay, i wanted things? to ask you uh, have you reached the age where people start having these small get together where it's more of a let's have a bit of wine and a cheese board yes. have, have you reached that age oh uh, uh, actually yes i have i have i've been to uh I, i've been in two i've been to two sort of dinners that i walked out of and thought that was way too bougie for me. I mean, both of them did involve cheese boards and wine and like fine dining. It was a whole experience. It was a tasting menu. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm not used to these kinds of things at parties where I expect to like fuck around and have fun. Like, that's a very different setting. You get what I mean? Yeah, I do. Because I've had that experience once in my life. Uh, yep. It was when I was 18. I worked at this summer camp for uh, <laughs> right. during the summer. And uh so basically, most of the people I worked with were in their, let's say, late 20s. So uh, we go over to this one person's house that one night. I showed up with a six-pack of Monster, expecting to be MVP, uh, mm-hmm. showing up with a great mixer. But I mean, <laughs> but- Monster and wine doesn't really mix that well, no. does it? So we started this episode talking about anxiety for a, for a chunk of it. So I mm-hmm. want to take it back to talking about anxiety. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> smooth transition, man. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, I'm a decently confident person, usually feel comfortable wherever I am, whether it's school, mm. uh, university, uh, going to the gym. Yeah. But I can think of two specific places where you just feel like an not an alien, but I mean, huh? super uncomfortable. Uh, one of them would be when you walk into a store, yeah. knowing fully well there's no possible outcome of you leaving that store oh, with a buying something. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not even the one I want to get into. So a couple of days ago, I 
when to get a haircut, you know, get all ready for New Year's, yeah. New Year's with nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah. And mm. noticed how, how much I just dread the experience of going to the barber. And what I hate even more about it is knowing that some people see it as a half hour therapy session where they get to enjoy the small talk that they're going to have with the barber. Mm. Well, I'm just there. Oh, yeah. Just the fact that he's going to ask me where I'm from. Yeah. Uh, what my name is. And yeah. But the, wait, were you, were, were you going to, a, you went to a new barber this time, right? I went to a new barber, but yeah. I mean, if you go to the one you usually go to, what are you going to end up talking about? How great Muhammad Salah is? How, yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much, right? You're Egyptian. That's the one question they're going to ask. Yeah, pretty so, much. Um, <laughs> so there's that part and then he's done with a haircut. Uh, no, no, but and, wait, wait, before he's I done mean, with the haircut, dude, I feel like there's something you definitely have to bring up here, man. Like, I think that's the thing that you and I have definitely struggled with. It's when when he thinks he's done with the haircut. <laughs> when he thinks he's done with the haircut, but you most definitely do not agree. You're like, nah, bro, this is this is not where this ends. And that's that's a very fucking bad moment for us. Like, I've I've walked out with some awful haircuts because I never had the balls to look at the guy and be like, yo, dude, could you actually fix this up, please? I can't walk out of here looking like this. I would usually find myself in the opposite situation where... <laughs> To me, the haircut should have ended 20 minutes ago. Oh my God. But I <laughs> no, see, I find myself in that situation way too early anyway. Like I tell them I want to get like a medium cut or whatever, and they immediately go way too short. I could immediately start seeing my skull, and I'm like, yo, dude, like what happened? Like I thought we were gonna take it easy on this. Dude, um, haircuts have always been the worst. <laughs> haircuts have always been the worst. And honestly, dude, they've been so bad that I think two years after I started uh going after I started going to university, I started cutting my own hair. Not that it was a good move. But I bought like a, a, a machine and I was like, bro, fuck it, I'll cut my own hair. I had garbage trims for like two years, but now I've kind of committed to the whole fuck it, dude, just shave the whole thing off and, and fuck it. Because I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, thank you, thank you. I, I really like it, but um, I can't go to barbershops anymore. I just don't like the experience. I've never liked it. Like, you know, how you see in movies, there's the whole community thing about a barbershop, right? It's like you'll sit in the chair. You'll get your basically daily therapy session. I don't want any of that, man. Yeah, I don't I mean, want to talk to strangers is one. My barber is not Ice Cube. Yeah, for, <laughs> for real. <laughs> <laughs> for real. For real. It's like I don't I don't care how good the banter is gonna be, right? Like I'm just I'd rather not. I'd rather just sit in this chair and get my hair cut for 30 minutes. And in most cases, I'd rather not do that either because I'm still gonna walk out with a with a <laughs> trim that I am just not happy with. So many times that's happened. Um, but I mean, I feel like that's just, that's just the, the shy, the shy kid coming out in you, right? Like, I don't know. Uh, it's not even the, sh I feel like it's less of the shy kid, but more of just how we're so unaccustomed to, uh, to ask for what we actually want in day-to-day -day yeah. conversations with service workers or okay. in this case, a barber. Cause for mm. example, I mean, that's something I've had to work on, but when you order something, yeah. And it's not what you wanted. Are you, are you even going to think about asking him to take it back and yeah. change it up, or just are you going to settle? Except what you have in front of you and settle mm. for that mm. burger with cheese. Are you the kind of guy who settles? <laughs> oh no, with cheese, no, dude. You know how people tell you to scrape it off. People tell you to scrape it off. It's like it's not there. Nah, bro, bullshit. It doesn't work that it's way. It's still on that bun. It's still on my patty. Don't <laughs> like. Don't try and convince me otherwise. Um, are you the kind of guy who'd send back your meal? Because like I, I like wouldn't. For example, if I ordered uh, McDonald's and it showed up with cheese and I would just not eat the, I just wouldn't eat the sandwich. 
and like I'm give it to someone to else. I'm trying to be that guy. Uh, trying to be that guy to like give it back or eat this. That was a 2020 resolution, but I mean, that was the 2020 energy I was going for. Get oh, yeah. what I deserve. Get what That's I asked sick, for. Bro. No, no, I love that. I love that. Yeah, dude. You... <laughs> I mean, if you're paying for it, might as well get what you're looking for, right? I mean, I don't know if this is going to go in the podcast, but... Go. We know how we've always said that... <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going with this? That our, that our dad's mo- usually insanely condescending to start Oh my God, bro! <laughs> okay, yes. Okay, look, look. We've we've seen a couple scenes where we... I mean, I've, I've seen a couple scenes where I looked at my dad and I was like, yo, homie, t- tone it down. Right I do now. not want to be a part of this. I know, I, 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 like, you, you look away, right? Like, like, you look at the waiter with, like, this apologetic look of, like, hm, sorry, bro, you're getting your ass torn apart by my dad. I can't really do anything but about the it. Me. <laughs> bro. The new me. Bro. The loves that. I yeah, mean, I, oh, like- my God, I love it today, bro. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie, bro. Like, there's so much stuff that I know I would appreciate more if I had this energy growing up, right? Like... For example, our dad berating service workers, which he wouldn't really do, which he wouldn't really, which he wouldn't really do, right? Like, or he, whenever he would, like he'd be it would usually be called workers. for. Yeah, yeah, like when he when he would, it's called for. There's there's no just dissing people for no fucking reason. It's like, yo, service workers shouldn't be dicks to you for no reason. You shouldn't be dicks to them for no reason, right? And that that wasn't the case. But when he did go off at them, I'm not gonna lie. I'd look at that today, like King, get your shit, yo, like for real. Massively respect that shit. That's that's okay. So that's one thing I've bonded over with my dad uh, in the past year was going out to eat with him, and whenever something would go wrong, I would be the one berating Ooh, them first. Hey. And then we just we just look at each other and both have the smile of this okay. look of approval, like hmm, nice one, good lines, guys. I'll, I'll, I think I'm gonna use that one next time. And <laughs> that is just mutual respect. satisfying. <laughs> uh, I swear, I'm, I'm really ready to like. I, I want to go to dinner with dad soon enough and, and try and have that same energy. Like I'm not, I wish I, they don't get my shit rolling. Cause I'd rather just not say anything for one, but like, if I get that chance next time, I think I'm probably going to go off on someone. Um, and I mean, whenever they get it right, dad was always super sly. Hell yeah. Dad, hell yeah. He, he, he made a shit ton of dad jokes, you know, to waiters, shit like that. He was sly well, with it. He was charming with it. We can also do that. Yeah, now, that we can yeah. just, wait. now that we're not just choking. <laughs> It's not just choking, bro. Um, but wait, I want to ask you a question because, like, this goes back to the whole um, barbershop, service workers, whatever. Oh. Are you good at small talk? Are you a big small talk person? Because, like, I feel like that's two breeds of people. People who suck uh, at small okay. talk and people who are great at it. No matter who it is, no matter where I'm, no matter what the context is. I mean, I can manage, but I absolutely hate small talk. <laughs> and especially in this past year. Yes. One of the worst parts of COVID is having the ha- having people ask you, "Oh, so how's COVID been for you?" Yeah, right. Everyone's had to deal with own experiences, and so I've had the same answer that I've been giving for the past eight months. Eight months, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a drag. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I feel like I've changed uh, where I was living, or like changed what I was up to, or too too many times that my small talk evolved. But it was it was always like restrained to three four lines. I suck at small talk. I I absolutely hate it. Even though like with COVID ha- having been a thing, I kind of miss it because small talk's the kind of talk that you have like when you get to re- interact with the same people like daily. You'd see them at university. You'd see them at work. Whatever. Small talk. I haven't had too many chances with that. And so I mean, it's not. You know what I miss last year either. What do you miss? 
I miss not having to wear a mask and being able to nod at people to <laughs> not people smile at them, give make them a sure, bit of approval or right, validation. Right, right. Like someone holds the door open for you. It looks like you're just walking through, man. Now I just look like a dickhead. Yeah. I mean, completely just bulldozing through life. <laughs> <laughs> this one day, I'm going to meet a couple people from my class, my master's course, uh, City University at uh, a Christmas market that we were going to go to because I think we were about to go back into lockdown and we all wanted to see each other and new, uh, some more people would move to London. So it was going to be a bigger group this time. Um, so I show up to this market. I'm a bit late. So I walk around the market trying to find my group and I can't find them until eventually one of them walks up to me and she's like, Oh, okay, we found you. Uh, she, they, there was already like seven of them or something like that. And she was wearing her mask, right? We were inside this, it was a halfway outdoor, halfway in, indoor market. So everyone was wearing masks, so you can really see too. It could, people can be too expressive, right? On that same wave of you can't show everything you have with a mask on. Um, so I'm like, cool, hey, yo. She leads me to the group, and um, I kind of scan from left to right to see who I recognize and who I don't, and whatever. So I, I look left, see a couple people I know. I look right, I see a person I know, and then I look another person I know, and then that third person was a person I didn't recognize. Um, but what immediately struck me. In a way that I that it's never struck me before. I'm not a guy who pays attention to details. I don't notice a lot of people, not a lot of things about people. But like in a way that's never happened before, I was never more taken aback by this chick's like, like bright green eyes. It was insane, and I couldn't believe it. Like like for a second, I fucking froze, man. Like this this is what I'm kind of saying, right? Like I'd missed so all much. All in the eyes, Chico. It's, it's all, all in the eyes, Chico. Like exactly. That was that was <laughs> one of those moments, right? But like I couldn't. For a moment there, I feel like I had missed so much of, of you know, you, you have a mask on, so it takes away like half of your face and that's half less chances to look remarkable, right? Um, I saw this chick and I didn't, she didn't need to take her mask off and it was, it was, it was a whole different thing. Like my, my standards for being um, surprised and, and kind of stunned had been, been hired because of covid and so it's been a while since i've been that surprised and then i don't know man this one time it just kind of changed the game for me I... uh one thing you're not taking into consideration is having half your face covered just shines more light on that upper half that's uncovered so yeah pretty much man like like that's something that you like you wouldn't pay enough attention I, I feel like with masks off you wouldn't pay enough attention to certain traits on a person like i haven't in general uh, but then i don't know with covid it's like it's a different landscape people get to impress on a on a very different level right like if you walk into the tube and you've got your mask on the only places you have to look good are like the parts that aren't covered so i feel like right now it's a whole fucking different ball game trying to hit on people man it's like um what would you call it <laughs> <laughs> what would you call it like mask like fishing? fishing mask fishing oh, yeah, mask fishing something like that right and right now can you imagine right like um like a like a speed dating event right these days uh everyone shows up masks on you go in, get your 30 seconds or minutes, or I don't know how speed dating works. A couple minutes, conversation. At some point you decide, fuck it, dude, I'm leaving with that person. Hell yeah. Well, you and I clicked. You leave. So imagine you walk out of this place and you've got this A1 dude or girl or whoever with you. Uh, and you think this is about to be fucking great. But like, imagine one of those traits that you don't like, that could be under that mask. They take that mask off and they have that trait. And like, all of a sudden you just feel like you kind of got played. Um, I kind of want to throw this back to you for one last question, uh, kind of. Since you were the guy who introduced me, introduced me to the formula, I want to ask you, 
have you ever considered what that would look like in like a speed dating setting? Absolutely not. Um, okay. Okay. Fine. Cause I'll, I'll tell you what, man, quick pointer, right? If you want to get that point across that whole, uh, one, one point of the formula across pretty fucking quickly, you should talk about like how close you are or how, what kind of relationship you have with your friends and family. Uh, <laughs> so pretty much to anyone listening, uh, you got played. And uh, that's pretty much all I want to say about it, man. But here you, uh, thank you. One, I just want to say, Sadim, thank you for being on here, man. Uh, this has probably been one of my favorite episodes to make. I loved uh, the, the, the more toned down real conversation you and I were having. And I love the shit that you were saying this entire time. It's been a fucking blast. I want to give you the chances to sign off here. Uh, probably the first of many appearances, by the way. Definitely. So it's, it's, it's been a huge pleasure to finally be beyond this. And quick message to Aziz. I remember two months ago, uh, we were sitting in our apartment waiting for Aziz to come over, expecting to record our first episode at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just remember all three of us sitting around the dining table and just completely freezing. So Aziz, uh, when you're listening to this, I hope you're... Uh, pleasantly surprised by pleasantly surprised. Uh, how far we've come so uh, a little bit of progress uh, right here <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to, to many more and that's it for me today hell yeah well thank you again for being here uh in terms of signing off messages to everyone we do want to say if, uh in uh, for from everyone uh in the quote-unquote team involved Sadim included myself uh aziz i'm gonna shout out sarah too um and everyone who's been on Definitely. this or who is um been backing us up to do this i suppose thank you thank you so much for listening uh it's been it's been overwhelming the show of support has been uh, overwhelming not necessarily in numbers but numbers have been uh too much for us but just in terms of what people have said and how much people have said they enjoyed thank you for listening thank you for your time uh we hope you enjoy this and we hope you're listening for weeks and months uh to come thank you very much and uh i want to actually end <laughs> this with a quick shout out because uh, right shout been, out hit the shout out i've been pretty active on the <laughs> on the ig page and basically every single post we've had mm. every story yep i've never met you but khalas mvp your true og shout he, out he to really you for uh, one, for always repping hell yeah khalas uh number one fan uh, mad respects um my guy shout out Khalid. that's pretty much all we got to say uh thanks <laughs> to, but thank you to everyone for real uh <laughs> thank you for listening and uh we hope you enjoy all of this uh stick with us till next week if uh the no aziz vibe wasn't yours um but you know i think who needs him honestly so fuck it whatever we'll see you next week guys peace <laughs>